Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, I am your host, and today we're going to talk comic books, and I have a very special guest with me. You may address him as the King of All Toms. Hi there, Sal. Thanks for having me. It's it's always a pleasure, my liege. Oh, you're too kind. It's always great being here, and and you know sometimes books, sometimes comics, whatever it is, we we have fun. It, that's that's the uh, like big takeaway. Fun, yeah. king, <laughs> royalty, uh, exactly. uh, lots of you know sometimes pictures, sometimes words, sometimes depends and, on what it you is. You know, with comics, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, there you go. See, I like different media has different strengths. I feel like I say this every 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, so the comics we're talking about, we're going to talk about the Crimson Rain series, which is like a little miniseries that kind of wrapped up a little while ago uh, while Andor was going on. So I didn't, mm -hmm. I, don't know, I guess it was before, but uh, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. So I didn't quite get to it till now. Um, but I'm also going to die. We're also going to dive into the, uh, a little bit of, cause all the series like, so Crimson Rain is the miniseries that takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi after War of the Bounty Hunters, mm -hmm. where Kira has reestablished Crimson Dawn and is now starting to make her little moves. Question mark what she's doing. She's doing things. Um, and all the like the ongoing series like Star Wars, Darth Vader, Bounty Hunters and Aphra are in that same timeline and like. Her actions and Crimson Dawn are like affecting all of that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. we'll dive into a little bit of those uh, things as well. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a big comic episode, but you're going to learn a lot about Kira. And you guys like Kira? Come on, where's my make solo happen to peeps mm -hmm. or whatever? Hashtag buff Kira. She always, Everyone loves yeah, Kira. It, Kira's awesome. And like they, there's the, the very first issue, like she's flexing with her little weapons. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just kind of fought Darth Vader and I'm fine, by the way. That happened like in War of the Bounty Hunters, but it was good times. Uh, real quick, where can the people find you, King Tom? Um, I, you can find me on Tom Ch at Tom Chansky on Twitter and Hive, if that's still a thing. I kind of wish it was. Um, Please. Because, you know, I like, I like it. And then I do, you know, I'm on the Sith list every week. And then I do Patreon shows. We, we have a Sith list Patreon I also do Patreons for uh, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and The Bad Motivator. Yep. You can check us out at theroguerebels.com. Uh, we got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Hive as well, at The Rogue Rebels. And Twitter is the only one where I couldn't find that name, and that's why we are Rogue Rebels fam. Um, we're on Spotify, and also I have a lot of cool playlists over there that organize this. So if you want to hear more comic series, check out our Star Wars comics playlist. Uh, playlist and it'll like sort out all those episodes for you and you can listen to us talk about things like oh i don't know the rise of kylo ren and war of the bounty hunters and the high republic adventures or whatever your little heart may desire illustrated some really good recaps yeah and, and good times as well uh i don't have any news so you're welcome uh, let's see. Yeah, this is like, I have like my little, uh, like notes template 
<laughs> so some of these things, like we're just gonna get right into spoilers. I don't think we need spoiler. I mean, do you have any spoiler-free impressions? Um, it, it's it's a good you know it it's a good series that moves it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And if if you're looking for you know because everything we see in Star Wars, you know, early days is the view of the Rebellion slash Jedi or Empire slash Sith, and They've been getting more out of that since the Disney purchase, mm-hmm. showing other points of view. And this does a really good job of showing some of those other points of view or the people on the fringe. Yeah, And I for think sure. that's why it's an entertaining, good series. And uh, not for nothing, like Kira, th- this does a lot for Kira. The character of Kira mm-hmm. is like super cool and inter- interesting. A little bit... Uh... What's the word here? Like we're watching her make all these mi- big moves. We don't quite have her end game yet. Like we seem to have her goal, but like not quite her motive. Um, I mean, maybe some of her motivations, but like, you know what I mean? Like she's still a little bit mysterious, mm-hmm. but a lot of like the big things are there. So I, I, I'm really liking the Kira stuff that we're getting um, like since War of the Bounty Hunters and all that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know, like uh, like we were talking about Star Wars series. So like, you know, Luke Skywalker, all that stuff between Empire and Jedi. There's a lot of really interesting things there that are happening mm-hmm. uh, while Han is iced up. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and like a couple of meetings between Leia and Kira. <laughs> yeah, those I and I don't remember if those happen during Crimson Rain or before, but those are always very yeah. interesting. Just because you know of the yeah. characters. So the first time happens at the end of, of uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. Right. And then there's one here as well. You know. And Young Holdo. Yay. All right. Yeah, that, that's always fun. Yeah. He's always fun. Good times. Him. Really good characters. A lot of like, in fact, like maybe too many characters. Not too many characters, but like, like almost everybody is involved. Like if War of the Bounty Hunters was huge. They took all that, and then they're like, and also the Knights of Ren, yeah. and Holdo, and, like, Shara Bay is back. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody you ever knew from a comic one time that Charles Sewell wrote is probably yeah. in this. Pretty much. Shinnok, <laughs> Cha, and the Orphans. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I kind of have a, a little, un, it, it, it's an unfinished conspiracy theory about this. Ooh, I like it. Series. Okay. I think I put that at the end. All right. I, I put it at I put it. Oh, at the you end did. Yeah. Uh, I read it at the end and thought I was smart. This happens okay. a lot. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get into spoilers. We're going to start with the main series of Crimson Rain. There's five issues, and it like it actually doesn't. I don't want to say not a lot happens into it, but it sort of is. Each issue focuses on a different character, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like and like their little piece of whatever. Kira, you know, whatever part of Kira's puzzle that she's given them. So the whole first issue is she's got like everybody lined up on the ship. It's like Chana the Cha and the Orphans, the Knights of Ren, the Archivist, Deathstick, Ochi of Bastoon, you know, uh, a couple of the guys from Willow. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanos is there. I don't like, there's a bunch of, there's everybody, and she's sort of making this speech about like power and the galaxy and why is it that. Blah, blah, blah. And so her like philosophy about it is that like 
the Sith are ruled secretly the Sith rule the galaxy. Like I know that and now you all know that. So under the Sith, like the power it's like a pyramid. Like they are the only ones with the power and everybody else like suffers and serves. Like the galaxy is big enough for everybody. It should look like peaks and valleys and it should look like a waveform, not a pyramid. So we can all if we take the Sith down, we can each make the galaxy our own and have our own things and blah blah blah. And everybody's like, Yeah, here, here. Good call. So I I have gonna have question about the Knights of Ran and comments about them. You know, like you said, she's breaking the news to this assembled group of people that mm-hmm. the Sith are in charge of the galaxy. Do you think the Knights of Red knew this? There's like a, uh, like the issue, like, you know, issue four is like the issue that focuses on them. Mm-hmm. And it sort of goes back to when she meets them, question mark, or what we mm-hmm. assume is them meeting. And they basically say like, hey, like, you know, we survive by staying off the radar. So don't go bringing all this attention on us. So it feels like they know, like what, what I took that is like, they steer clear of inquisitors and, you know, anybody hunting force users. Right. Um, okay. Even though there's somehow a weird lightsaber wielding motorcycle gang that I <laughs> feel like would draw a lot of attention anywhere except Santa Clara or wherever the lost boys takes place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I took it. I, so okay. I, I feel like they know it's the Sith and the Inquisitor, like, but they don't know. Maybe they don't know that. Uh, No, I don't know. Like, they don't know the specifics. Yeah, I, I feel like they know enough to steer clear of things. Right. Maybe they're not like, oh, it's Palpatine. Really? That dude is the head vampire. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, that movie holds up. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah like as far as they go but like out of everybody on kira's little team like they're the only force sensitive people at all mm-hmm. you know what i mean right uh, the, the archive is kind of but not like she can she's like um sure where she can so? sense yeah. it but not use it maybe okay like sensitive or not direct. but not yeah I thought she was just more into like the uh, the ascendant tech. That I don't. I thought in in her article said she or her her issue she said that she can sense something if something has the force. Huh. I could I, be wrong. Maybe I missed that. Maybe I missed that. Um. Okay, let's skip to issue two, and this is like Ochi and Deathstick, and they both have missions. Ochi's mission is assassinate a bunch of imperial guards and make everybody scared, and yeah. he does it, which is pretty rad. It's like. It's like he gets like this sort of delayed poison and puts it in their food. And then like they all die in front of the Empire. And then it's like Palpatine is walking in. Yeah. And it's like perfectly timed to be like, oh, this was just a show of power to like make sure like like let me know that I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he constantly talks about how he's a master assassin. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's just really good at chemistry. Yeah. And he know he knows who has the very strong chemist. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He does like the whole. Yeah. He shops. He does. He's like a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. He goes. He gets everything from A to Z. He has. The, he has the same type of uh, little flying assassin droid that Zam had. Oh yeah. In Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Totally. That was cool. Uh, and Death Sticks. Um, 
mission is to like get uh, reclaim the air which is Cadelia, the little girl who, if you have kept up at all with the Bounty Hunters comics, there are like these two warring uh, syndicates on Corellia, the Mourner's Whale and the Unbroken Clan. And a while back, like the heirs of these two were going to get married and like the girl got pregnant and had a baby, but they were all killed. But one of the bounty hunters like saved a bit. This is like a whole huge storyline that's like part of Valance's origin story and why Boba Fett doesn't like to work with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that heir like survived like to this day being raised by one of those bounty hunters who has since passed. Right. So and then like Valance sort of rescued her and then took her to some rebels and was like. Don't even tell me like where you guys go. It's safer if I don't know. Bye. Um, and then left her there so that she could be like protected. And then, you know, Death Stick kind of goes in there and kills everybody and takes the child. Calls the Empire in. Yeah, calls the Empire. Like the Empire comes and like kills everybody. But while that's happening, she goes in and and reclaims the air and brings it brings the 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 girl Cadelia to Kira. And they're like, oh, cool. We have so much to talk about. And this is also like Kira's cool little, I really liked her little like philosophy. You know, they're like, how do you know that they're going to like blah, 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 and not betray you or whatever. And she's like, well, you know, they're killers. Simple, you know, simple. They're killers. Mm-hmm. And killers have like three philosophies, you know, yeah, joy, fear, or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and she like, likens them to the Jedi, the Sith, and the bounty hunter. Yeah. Faith. That's what it is. Yeah. Faith, joy, or fear, you know, like the Jedi, like they believe that like because of their faith, they believe that this and this and this and this, that's why they kill, you know, fear, you know, that's like why the Sith, because they're like trying to like accumulate power and this and this and that. That's what's that's what's up with Ochi. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like been to Exegol and seen craziness. And now out of fear, he like allies himself with the best monsters. Um, and then joy is just people who like to kill. Uh, and Deathstick is also like a surviving night sister. Mm-hmm. D- is that is this where we found that out? I thought they said something about it, but now okay. I'm not so sure. I I read I I read a lot of comics. <laughs> We're about yeah. to talk about a lot it's, of them, and I'm going to get some they stuff blend together. Up. Yeah. Uh, the next issue is about the archivist mm-hmm. and her little mission, and it's also about her like first meeting with the archivist. And basically, mm-hmm. the archivist is a woman named Madeline Sun, who was like a Sava who studied all these Force relics and, you know, I assume faiths and, and theologies and things like that. And so when the Empire took over, uh, was immediately out of a job. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of survived as like a little antiquities kind of dealer, not doing as well as our friend Luthen. Uh, and then, you know, somebody calls the Emperor on her and she gets attacked. And then like, you know, Kira comes in and like kills the stormtroopers and is like, what if I could give you not just your job back, but your life back? You know, you know, of all these Sith things and this and this and that. What if I told you it's a Sith that took over the galaxy? And she's like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Like, how did I not see it? 
which is exactly what Mace Windu and Yoda were like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she basically is like, hey, help me find this like ascendant technology and allies help us like use these things so that we can fight the Sith, reclaim the galaxy. You can get your job back. But in the meantime, you can work for me and like be cool. Um, also, we're looking for allies. So I want you to go. I want you to find like what well, this one powerful ally we know is around Yoda. She's like, what? What? Why do you think Yoda's around? And she's like, well, simple. The Empire would have announced their death, you know, because it's such a huge Master Jedi. Which I thought was was brilliant. And I don't I mean, I don't think anyone had ever thought out, you know, outside of Charles Sewell. I don't think anyone ever thought that before to put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, they were like, I like how they throw go back to that one issue. They're like, they even uh, made a big show of burning up his lightsaber, <laughs> like, you know. And I was like, he just dropped it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they um, uh, what's her name? Kira t- takes, you know, at this point, Madeline through her little gallery, yeah. and they they do like they, they mention a specific shout out of the dancing goddesses, or the dancing goddess statue. Which I think was in Solo, but that's originally from the old original Marvel comic series. Ooh, deep cut. Yeah, um, and it was like, uh, so this is bef- before Return of the Jedi, Lando was on a mission for the Rebellion, and um, he ended up with some crime boss that he, he had run afoul of before, and he's like, you know, I need your help, I'm with the Rebellion. And and the guy ended up helping him, and then Lando gave him this like here's an award from the rebellion. It's you know a <laughs> statue of valor, valor or something. But it was um you know it was just some artifact that Lando had on his ship, and it was this dancing goddess. And then they go back a few years later, in like real time, uh-huh. like you know first was like issue seventy and issue ninety or something. And it turns out that the statue is part of this like planet wide computer system that. It needed to be there. It was going to kill all the people on the planet. And so Lando had to go back. And he's like, uh, that wasn't really a statue. But the guy is like Mr. Rebellion. He's like the Rebellion's number one fan now. <laughs> so it had a pretty cool argument. It was just something like I was, you know. That's dope. It was, re- it was a yeah. really nice shout out. <clears throat> Actually, uh, if you're keeping up on the Han Solo comics or Han Solo and Chewbacca, the little comics that are coming out right now. Uh, like. It, the the scene connects to a scene in that thing mm. where mm. they're like up on the city and they like uh, like they they call the stormtroopers on her as a distraction while they go sneak to do something so like <laughs> or it's like han's the one that called them like <laughs> like ratted her out to the empire in the first place mm-hmm. like if you read those comics you're like that's whack right uh so she ends up like she sort of like goes through all these things and figures out and it's like, well, the last place was like Kashyyyk. And she like does her, you know, follows her detective trail all the way until she gets to like a pilot or a crew member who was on Bale's ship, mm-hmm. who she suspects like knows what's going on. I think that's the one that takes Masamita's call. Is it? In the one played by, yeah, Jeremy Colt, oh. the one played by Jeremy Bullock. I didn't realize it was a specific, like, a, a specific person. It was just like, oh, he was, like, the pilot. And I was like, okay, cool, in my head. <laughs> like, not yeah. remembering the one that was like, hey, they're having an emergency Senate meeting. Right, that one. Yeah. That one. Uh, okay, so she basically uses the ascendant tech of this, I forgot what it's called, Thought Dowser or whatever to, like, force him to confess, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and bixes him. Uh, yeah. 
and like he the, I guess Dagobah like she, she's able to find her way to Dagobah mm-hmm. so she goes he gives her the sector and she guesses Dagobah there you go that's what it is yeah she finds her way there she goes there she like gets attacked by a creature and then like she doesn't die she's saved and she sort of goes through the cave and that's where she sort of changes from like the lady into this blue creepy witch person yeah like so she like they don't show us exactly they just show us like see her go through it and like what's happening to her so we don't see what she saw or what happened to her in the cave and then she also like so basically she believes that yoda like she never sees him but she believes that he's like forced saved her from the creature and got the creature to stop attacking her and like was there guiding her and saved her. So she doesn't turn him in. She's just like, oh, he's dead. He died in space or whatever. <laughs> Are you sure? I am totally sure. Okay, well, let's just start working on the tech then. Okay, cool. Um, and it changes her as, you know, instead of focusing on the dark side, she wants to focus on the light now. Yeah, yeah. And she also just, like, is able to, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. I hope that comes up again. Like, whatever she saw. Yeah, that, that would, seems it would very, be neat if it did. Very, very interesting. Uh, issue four. My favorite motorcycle gang. The Knights of Ren. <laughs> on their, what is their ship called? The Blizzard? Buzzard? Night Buzzard? Buzzard something. Night Buzzard? It's like a real throwback to the days when a Star Wars ships would be like, okay, we need a cool word and a bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they basically break into uh, Vader's castle to steal his car keys. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, much. That's that's his singing issue. car keys. Yeah. So like, they have to. That's their job. They have to go steal something from like, and they're like, "What Vader's castle on Mustafar? Like, how can you even like expect us to blah blah blah?" And like, they're all mouthy about it, but they end up doing it anyway. Uh, and they lose a couple and, of, you know, like, you, there's like 10 of them and like the, three of them I've never seen. So I'm like, well, <laughs> G- grenade face is still here, but like there's a Twi'lek and one with these long braids and, mm-hmm. a, and like a, a little, little one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so little like, Ren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little Ren. Uh, and they're going through, they like sneak through underground and you see the whole like shrine with the Momin mask and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that like if you read the Vader comic, the other Charles Soule Vader comics, you would be like, oh, yeah. You know who remembers that, too? Charles Soule. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's really, really cool. And as they're like going through, uh, they run into Vanet, right? Yes. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we're like busted. What do we do? And they like all start shooting at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just like he's shielded, I guess. And then he's like, ha ha ha, I am protected, like my all of my master's possessions. Now you guys are in danger. And then, like, Vader comes out and starts attacking them. And, like, they barely get away. You know, they like, they basically jump out the window. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, my favorite, one of my favorite panels of Star Wars comics in general. Which is Ren falling out of the window backwards saying, later, Vader. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great idea. Yeah. He does the, uh, you know, the higher public point break where he saves himself yeah. with the force. Yeah. And, like, they're they're stealing the thing. And, like, I think Vader starts to try to, like, grab the keys back or whatever with the force. And is, like, stronger than all of them put together. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, what do we do? And they just start, like, shooting at him. 
<laughs> and then they're like, all right, cool. Got it. Let's go. Bye. And jump out the window. Um, so in, in, in this issue, there, there, there is a little bit of, you know, Ren and Vader do have a little bit of a lightsaber fight. Yes. And Vader's like, you know, you're not worthy of that red blade. Yeah. Ren is like, you know, we've been around for a while. So, like, uh, part of me is, and he, you know, he kind of mentions that, like, they're with the rabble of the dark side. And I'm wondering, you know, how far back the Knights of Ren go, and if we would see them be part of the, uh, what is it, the Dank Grax in the Higher Public Phase oh. 2. Like, if they would have, you know, have someone on that. Yeah, that would be very far. I just, I don't, like... I feel, I mean, like, logically for me, it makes sense that they sort of pop up after the fall of the Jedi. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, even like even though they're trying to keep a low profile, I think having a much more organized Jedi outposts and all that around the galaxy, that sort of thing would come, that would be discovered a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, the Imperials do have people searching for Jedi, but there's only about 13 to 15 of them. <laughs> Uh, and like you know there's a whole bunch of purge troopers and imperials are really bad at filing reports sometimes Mm -hmm. um so like that's what makes sense to me and like i mean i guess we just haven't seen much before this like since everything like this is the earliest we've seen and i was already like well this is 25 years before they're like hey what's up kid oh no i guess Mm -hmm. it's not like that far but you know like these same guys are alive and like hanging out with Ben in twenty five years, right? Or thirty five years, maybe thirty years at least. Thirty, yeah. It's got to be thirty years at least, yeah. Thirty years in Force Awakens, but then Rise of Kylo Ren took place what ten years before that? Yeah, yeah. But they're still fighting him in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you know yeah, that's true. So they're still uppity. You know, I mean, to be fair though, uh, you know, Kirak Infila is like old buff guy. Right. Uh, you know, goals. So, like, it's not completely improbable. No, Everybody no. in Star Wars seems to live forever, Dexter Jetster. Yeah. Um, we don't know what species Grenade Face is. That's true. That's true. It's just Knights of, like, uh, Mr. Ren with his, like, burned self got, like, plus 10 to years mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. And he still works out. Um, I think I think after the, the Kira trilogy is done, I think, I think Sewell has to do something with the Knights of Ren. I, I would definitely like to learn more about the origins because I mm-hmm. think it would be a little more fascinating if they were around during the Jedi. Cause then how did yeah. they stay off all the Jedi? Like, you know, like I, it, it just makes sense that they flourish in a time where Jedi are like myth. Mm-hmm. Or did they start at a time where they're like, those Jedi were assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's complete well, jerks. Why, it would explain why they're like biker gang pirates. Yeah. Like that, if that, they're, you know, sticking to the outer rim and everything. Yeah. Like if, if they did exist during Jedi times, that's the only way that I can see them existing is like, hey, yeah, we're Jedi or whatever. Right. Where's your robes? Uh, it's in the we're washer. Yeah. yeah. I'm washing. It's laundry day. <laughs> no clean clothes. Okay. Uh, enough 80s movies references. Uh, 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 knights okay what uh, issue five okay so now she's like okay like this is what we're gonna do the plan is like all coming together she had she's like i need to talk to you cadelia you know, we never know what she says mm-hmm. and then she sends the knights and the archivist 
to go to this, I forgot the name of the planet, but they basically go to this planet because she's like, you guys have to do the thing. And they take those screaming keys to this planet. And it looks like there are all these like frozen giant, like it's the landscape is frozen giants, frozen and horror faces. That is the landscape that are bigger than you. Yes. And when they use it or whatever and activate it, it awakens them all. So then they're running to get whatever they're trying to steal while these things are like come alive and are hunting them or whatever, or eating them or, and, uh, they get the thing and it's like an hourglass. Some type of hourglass. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. It's called, they, they name it later in a hidden empire, mm-hmm. but, um, they steal this thing and then they're like, great. Like now we know what we're going to do. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. There's, oh no. Uh... She activates everybody. Right. Yeah, because so there's also like a subplot with Vader and Palpatine and Palpatine's realizing not so much that Kira is out there, but Kira is directly going for him. And they bring in some mysterious shadowed ISB director. Yes, they say his name. I forgot what the name is, but yes. Yeah, but we he's in shadow. Yes. So you you don't see who he is. Um, And then, you know, they go back and forth between the storylines throughout the book and near mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. um, you know, Palpatine decides, okay, we're going to target Crimson Dawn. So then that sends out the alert that they're being targeted. And Kira's like, well, disperse the fleet and cause as much chaos as you can. Yeah. And she like activates all of her like sleeper spies everywhere, you know, right. and you can like the, the, like as the panels go on, it's like, you can see that like stormtroopers and like, TIE fighters and like everybody. So she's like, you know, she has people everywhere. And then this the, is her famous, like cool line. The last, you mean the last panel? Yeah. The last two panels. Yeah. She's like, this is my hidden empire choke on it, which is like also the first lines of hidden empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so presumably she's like, here's where she's like starting to do her thing. And now we wait for hidden empire. Yeah. Uh, but like while all this is happening, so like the, the, the Crimson Rain series was not as, uh, you know, like War of the Bounty Hunters was like, oh, holy crap. And like, there's like a thing that's happening that I understood. <laughs> this was a little more like of her setting up more pieces. Mm-hmm. So like it, this took me to like, by the time I get to the end of it, I'm like, well, now I have to wait for Crimson Rain or Hidden Empire yeah, to see like what is happening. Because um, it's almost the- like, yeah, go for it. I was going to say the other series, they, they kind of related to it, but at the same time, it wasn't like War of the Bounty Hunters where every issue took place at the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's like, a while that, while those issues were coming out, the other I- issues were like involved with it. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it was way less repetitious. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think I enjoy this crossover more, even though it has less Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that fact is that like, you can see the effects of her actions everywhere, you know, Aphra's dealing with it and Leia and, you know, Valance and bounty hunters and Darth Vader, but it's like not directly the same thing. Like Vader's issue is not Vader waking up in his castle and being like, somebody's trying to steal my keys. No. Uh, so that like doesn't happen. Like Vader's issues are a whole other crap happening. Um, 
So yeah, let's get into a little bit of that. The Star Wars issues, there's a lot. So this is all like fresh off of War of the Bounty Hunters. Luke has just kind of faced Vader and been like, I can't do it. I can't do anything. And is now into like full, I need to learn more Jedi stuff mode. But I can't go back to Yoda because I was a bad kid. Because <laughs> I was a bad student right now. So let me just, he's like searching for answers and he finds like a holocron. Um, and he like, it's like a Yoda holocron. And he's like, well, the, like he already taught me this two weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he's like trying to like, and he ends up finding a list of planets. Oh no, R2 has the list. But he also has a list like from the, from the holocron as well. Mm-hmm. So he ends up going to like the planet that uh, Vader fought the guy, fought K- Kirak and Fila. Mm-hmm. And that little kid is like, oh, like, are you a Jedi? There was a Jedi that lived here. Oh, no. Well, the little kid is like buff now and grown. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was a Jedi that lived here now. once. Yeah. And he like, it's like, yeah, well, you know, like, that's what happened. That's what I remember. You know, and then um, he also goes to Lothal. Shout out to Lothal. And he's like, I think somebody closed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Uh. And then he goes to the planet. I forgot the name of the stupid planet, but it's like a planet that is like a living sea and mm-hmm. he like falls into it and the planet stores memories of everybody that's been to the planet. Yeah. So this is how we get Luke to hang out with Elzar man. Because it's trying Boom. to eat them. Yeah. But it was re- it was really well done. Yeah. No. And like the scene is amazing. And he was like, hey, say, that's a cool lightsaber right there. You got right there. And he like pulls it over and he's like, yeah, it's right on. Like, uh, and some of the stuff was like, so do- I really like the part where Elzar is talking about, um, you know, because he's like, well, so, so you're trying to be like a Jedi. You're trying to be a good Jedi. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody kind of does it their own way. Like me, especially, you yeah. know, and he's like, well, like sometimes it depends on what the, like, what do you know about that? And he's like, well, I don't really. And he's like, well, that doesn't sound good then. <laughs> you know, if you don't really know what the Jedi are, then that doesn't really sound that good for the Jedi. He's right. like, you know, because Jedi kind of, he's like, he says something like, you know, Jedi can be what, whatever we need, whatever the galaxy needs at that time. Sometimes we're warriors. Sometimes we're explorers. Sometimes we search for knowledge. Sometimes we're teachers. Sometimes we're, guardians and peacekeepers and sometimes like there's nothing left of all and we're just like a a little spark of flame in the dark Mm. you know and it's it's just it's really really well done well drawn uh, like uh sewell's really good at this thing (laughs) yeah and that that came out right as phase one was ending i think yeah so if, if you were reading everything and trying to you know keep up it the timing was excellent. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so he basically like, and then he's kind of like, but he's also like, well, but I'm not really me, you know? So he's like, so what happened to you? And he's like, well, I don't know. All I know, I know everything up to the point where I got to this planet. Then I don't know. Right. You know? And then basically, yeah, the planet's trying to eat him. So Luke kind of wakes up and escapes. But as he escapes, he's like, swimming out past all these bodies and he gets one of the one of the books like one of the sacred texts yeah so like now he has a holocron and a book mm-hmm. um to start reading so he does that uh what else we got 
Oh. Meanwhile, Shara Bay crashed, landed aboard Tarkin's Will, mm -hmm. and has been, like, surviving on the, like, decommissioned part of the ship. Because Tarkin's Will was a Star Destroyer that was, like, at the Death Star, and in the explosion it was, like, slightly damaged, but they don't fix it to show mm -hmm. that, like, they are the, like, rage left over from Tarkin, and, you know, like, all this cool stuff that, uh... Commander Zara is super like Tarkin fanboy. Mm -hmm. um, and she really wants to kill Leia. Yeah, all about killing Leia. Uh, and she was very disappointed that she like missed last time. Mm -hmm. So she, Shara Bay is surviving on board in like, they also left the bodies in that part of the yeah. ship where the ship got decommissioned. Uh, they left the bodies. So she took like some stormtrooper armor and she like sneaks around and grabs rations or whatever she's got to do. And then sneaks back to her hidey hole. Uh, and eventually they kind of figure out that there's a stowaway on board. And she's also getting messages out. Yeah, she's able to communicate. So I don't remember how exactly. I forget exactly. But yeah, she's like communicating as covertly as she can. And then, um, you know, eventually like and it kind of comes to light. They're like, we're picking up transmissions. And she's like, well, there's only one place they could be. So it's like clear her time is running out. Um but Kess is able to get one of the messages and they're like, well, we can't, we don't know what to do. And Shara is saying like, don't do this. Like, don't, you know, just keep fighting, blah, 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 blah. We have to like find the whole, cause they're still looking for the rest of the fleets. Mm -hmm. Um, after the battle of Hoth where like some of the codes were compromised and all that. Uh, and so Kess and like starlight squadron and the pathfinders are like, nah, man, we're with you. And so they put together like a little one squadron, one U-wing full of people, rescue mm -hmm. team, and they go and rogue one her out of there. But at the same time, she finds one of the uh, one of the rebel fleets or one of the rebel what do they call them? You know, one of the the parts of the rebel fleets, and has like this really dastardly plan of attacking them, mm -hmm. and she like dives with the star destroyer to the base. And then the capital ships chase her into the atmosphere. And then she uses these her the powerful tractor beams to like pull them in with the gravity well of the planet. And then like, you know, pulls up on the Star Destroyer so that the rebel ships are crashing into the planet and can't pull up because they're not built for that. And mm -hmm. it's like then the rebels on the, and she's like, either way, they will die. like, will the rebels shoot their own ships? coming to get them or sit, you know, they're Cause there's no way they can save everybody. Either the ships crash and kill the people on the ground or they shoot the people in the sky and kill them. So ha 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 ha. Either way we win. Um, meanwhile, Kess and everybody are like blowing up her ship from the inside. Mm -hmm. So like the rebels do like those ships do crash and they do like destroy a lot of the rebel fleet. Um, but also her Star Destroyer crashes and they yeah. save Shara and escape and everything. And it's all happy until they get a little message from her being like, Leia, come out and play. Yay. Uh, yeah. And, and she, she still and Leia end up in the caves. Yeah. And they still. Uh... Oh, this is also where we skipped. We skipped over where Leia and and uh, Holdo sets up a meeting between Leia and Kira. Oh, right. Yeah. So this is like the Which second is, meeting and Holo and sets they it up. really, they really kind of talk about Han there. Yeah. Is 
No, yeah, yeah, this is the one where they... Is this the one where she tells the story? I think it is. Okay, of like... Because I think it feels like they have more time to do that here. Yeah. So, but, uh, like, the, the ulterior motive of the thing is, like, Kira, you know, Kira's like, well, like, maybe we can help each other or something. And Leia's like, why would I help you? You know, you're a crime syndicate person. And she's kind of like, well, our aims are the same at the moment. So... Mm-hmm. It would do you good. And she's like, and if not, then Holdo will let me know and we will kill you all or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like agree to sort of help each other, which I think is like she's helping supply the rebellion while the, and help the rebellion attack the Empire, which helps her. Yeah. So that's like it's kind of like a win win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't I don't know if it's technically part of this block of issues, but later on she has people aboard the second death star yes who she orders to defect yeah that's like in the next like towards the hidden empire stuff right but there were people asking me for a minute they were like so like she has like nephews and stuff and i was like what and they were like yeah like there are like there's this issues like going for a bunch of money because it's like kira's niece or something and i was like what are you talking about and at one point in the story they're like, well, we got a message from uh, Aunt Kira. And I was like, oh, I don't think that's really what that... I think that's how parents talk <laughs> in front right. of little kids. Right. Uh, which I still think I am right, but we'll see. I think think you're right, yeah. That's how I feel. Feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, young Holdo, awesome to see. And she in the next block of comics, she starts showing up a bit more. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to follow this up soon when Crimson, oh, when uh, Hidden Empire is wrapped up. Because mm-hmm. that'll be nice. Okay. Darth Vader. <laughs> so since, like, this run of issues, Darth Vader has been, like, consistently bananas. <laughs> we went yeah. to Exegol. We got Ochi of Bestoon in the mix. Like, uh, we're killing Slymore's homies just to prove points. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, there's a lot happening in the Vader comics. And so right now, Vader has rebuilt Valance, who was, like, blown up by Boba in War of the Bounty Hunters and presumed dead by his friends. So, like, that's what's happening over in, in those series. <laughs> but over here, he's, like, rebuilt to serve the Empire. And he's like, no, I won't serve the Empire. How could you? And they're like, easy. We will destroy the people you love. No. Because they're like, we even hooked up to your brain. And it, like, we got a little uh, A to D converter for your brain. And it, like, lets us, it shows us your memories. And we know where the rebels are. And, like, the ones that you like and stuff. Um, You know. So he's like, no. And living a, a horrible, tragic life. Helping the Empire. And then, basically, like, this is basically where, uh, uh, you know, Palpatine is like, okay, we gotta take down Crimson Dawn. Uh, Vader, your new job is to take down Crimson Dawn. And Vader's like, okay. So he sends Ochi to take down Crimson Dawn. Uh, and that's where they're sort of, like, investigating their people, because they know there are spies everywhere. And they get, like, a list. They end up finding a list. And... Ochi and Slymore are both Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. And so they get the list and they're like, okay, well, like only half of these people are like for sure Crimson Dawn. And then so they start like taking out 
some of the targets and like uh, they're on general remote star destroyer or something and they're taking out like no th- those people were crimson dawn like no they weren't they were good soldiers well my report says they're crimson dawn so they're crimson dawn um and then slime Moore's like the report's not even right like you know why didn't you like do anything and he was like well i wasn't on it what the hell <laughs> like i was glad <laughs> you know what was i gonna do argue with it uh you know well they're like well we need to figure out you know figure out what ties those names and then then we'll be able to figure out who made that list and why and that will like reveal the true like crimson dawn people who are not us yeah and so like they start trying to investigate like through back channels and stuff meanwhile vader has valance putting together these team of people to kill crimson dawn people so there's like a planet where crimson dawn has taken over and like you know, attack the people. It probably a lot like Severine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have like three little people who sort of step up and fight Crimson Dawn, and they kill a bunch of them. And Ochi's like, "Cool, cool, cool! You guys can join us." And then, like, they also hire these three assassins, and like everybody is a comic character. There's like one buff Trandoshan, you know, one girl sniper, uh, a big spherical robot, big who, rolly droid, yeah, who has guns. And those are like the hero guys. And then the assassins is like a bug with four arms and swords. A like sniper guy who looks very uh, whatever Embo is. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the other guy? Oh, there's like a, 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 a weak way mm-hmm. and a weak way. So it's like three assassins and three and like through as they're going out and like taking out Crimson Dawn people. They're also getting killed. Mm-hmm. And they end up, you know, uh, meanwhile, Ochi and uh, Sly Moore are still trying to figure out this thing. And they figure out, like, on Remote's ship, they all went to this one mission on, what is this place? Polis Massa. Mm-hmm. You know, and they end up, like, tracking all of this to, like, Naboo and finding this place. And it ends up being Sabe's. And then Sabe's, like, beating them both up. <laughs> and torturing them and being like no i am crimson dawn and i'm better than you fools like sometimes we have to do house cleaning you know and they're like but you actually sacrificed crimson dawn people some of those people were crimson dawn and she's like yeah they were the whack ones and then i'm like wait sabe's crimson dawn now yeah but then she's like because i'm gonna use crimson dawn to kill vader and you're like oh okay well that makes sense to me at the moment um it, 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 it was a little bit confusing to me yeah it it once like she was like well this is a great tool and i was like okay well that makes sense because now she know like yeah they the amidalans didn't do so well you need something bigger right right so um she also goes back and like she like back on polis massa she like saved uh that droid like zed or whatever mm-hmm. like vader's droid that was with vader and like reprogrammed him so like that the droid knew about Vader's intentions, if not necessarily everything. So the Vader was like, we were very uh, interested in the son of Padme Amidala. And then she's like, what? He had a son. Um, and so like, she's able to like put all that kind of together and be like, he's Anakin Skywalker. But um, meanwhile, Vader follows Ochi to Sabe's place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And is like, you have joined Crimson Dawn. He's like, no, 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 I didn't. Excellent work, Ochi. You have led me to their leader. And Ochi's like, of course I did. I'm the best. 
Uh, and then it's Sabe, and then he kind of like takes them back to Naboo, where he killed the giant <laughs> the sea killer, mm-hmm. and like he's like, "You have we killed? Remember which you remember when you tried to kill me like with this one monster, and I killed this one monster that rules the entire sea, and now like these like they're, they're like monsters, but they're like creatures that are presumably eating the 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 body mm-hmm. and it's like now all these things but they're like on the body and these creatures that are eating the body are like huge so like you know sabe and ochi are like fighting off these monsters that are bigger than them and it's like and what happens when you kill all the monsters that spring up after you kill the big thing clearly making a wonderful imperial metaphor mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like other monsters come out that are inside like <laughs> the creature eating it from the inside and then he's like this is what you do you make them kill each other and then you're like, oh, and then like he also attacks like a Crimson Dawn place with Imperials and like lets them all kill each other. Uh, and then Sabe is like, I know you're Anakin. And that's the gist of that one. Is um, Does Vader run into some old, an old friend during that arc or does that happen after That's this? the next step. Okay. Yeah. So like what after this, like vader and sabe sort of join up a little bit more yeah but um like this is kind of the first step in that her showing up again with crimson dawn and then him being like i'm gonna use crimson dawn and then you're like what for what and it's like because this is also where he's coming up with his uh like there's a little more vader dialogue of him being like you know the galaxy only respects power so it's like my turn to power Mm -hmm. uh you know because this is after empire strikes back and all that Yes. Okay. Dr. Afra, Ascendant Technology. So Afra, after getting her arm blown off by the Thought Dowser in War of the Bounty Hunters, not blown off, but her whole like electro tattoos fried, mm-hmm. they go to Domina Tag to be like, hey, maybe you can fix my tattoos. And they're, they like improve it. Like, so they're like, oh, your stuff is so outdated. We can like make it even better because we're a technology company. And then they send her out because they know about the thought. She tells her about the thought dowser and they're like, great, go steal it and bring it back to me. So like they're working for Dominatag, uh, Afra and Sana. Um, and as they're trying to go steal it, it's like a different one. And then they meet up with another of Afra's old friend enemies, <laughs> which is everybody mm-hmm. Afra has ever met, uh, whose name is Kofan Ferris and Kofan Ferris. They are a, all into like dark side and like ascend as- the ascendant that they study were these people who like couldn't be Jedi or Sith, but they like wanted to be. So they created these things so that they could be like the Sith. So like all these gloves that can like with magnets that pull stuff and the thought dowser like somehow like draws on your life force to, you know, torture people's minds and stuff like that so like all of this kind of stuff so like and Kofan Ferris is decked out in all this stuff like has like this crazy whip and is able to like throw boxes at Afra from great distances um, but all the boxes have like magnets but still right. it's pretty rad and it's Afra, so all of the dialogue is great and hilarious uh, every panel is wonderful and so there's also like a flashback to when they were at school together 
and there's like a whole lot of um you know shen- like basically like afro is getting all of them have been trouble most of the time mm-hmm. and so there's like a little bit of like that why they have a grudge against afro well you said you were gonna do and you just got me in trouble and you got me expelled and now i'm just like looking for the stuff over here um, right, and I think Afra helps her, helps them at first, and then so it's kind of more of a, even more of a betrayal. Yeah, yeah, definitely like uh, it, a very Afra betrayal. Yeah, <laughs> as usual. Yeah. Um, well, that's the only way to if you're going to betray someone. Yeah, you might for as sure. well. Um, so they're trying to find the thought dowser. They know that Kofan has it or knows where it is. I think they like fake a buyer to like get them oh no that's i think that's how they first find track down kofan like they fake a, a thing for sale and kofan comes to buy it and then they're like it's you oh no um so basically they track it all down to kofan is looking for something called the spark eternal which is supposed to be the ultimate in ascended technology that lets you live forever or whatever mm-hmm. and all of this like was things that they researched along with one of their savas which is like the star wars teacher or professor Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was interesting, but uh, King Tom, as somebody who was in space, the people who teach you lightsaber training on board the Halcyon, mm-hmm. they're called Sajas. So maybe like mm. Saja is like, I don't know, like Sensei or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Whereas like Sava is like intellectual teacher. Academics. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. And I made it a point to mention it <laughs> uh so it ends up that the entire university is built on board this ascendant or above this ascendant secret layer that <laughs> is where this thing has been housed this entire time and the teacher is down there being like i've been waiting for you <laughs> like together we can unlock the secrets with kofan and then like afro and sauna show up and start like trying to kill her to get the thought dowser and then like they're supposed to like there's some there's a really cool like freaky haunted nursery rhyme that there's attached you know seven lead the path and six to turn the things and three sacrifice for the two that lead to the one or something like it's it's way better (laughs) read the comic trust me um but like it's clear that you need like three sacrifices so they're like fighting and as they're fighting there's like panels where you can see it that are like punching each other and they're bleeding into the little vials that they're supposed to bleed into and you're like oh no what's going to happen and then the thing starts happening and afra goes to like get it it's like a glowing light she's like oh my god it's like the spark eternal like finally it's mine ah, ha, ha, ha. and then it like shoots her in the middle of the chest and kills her and like goes all the way through her and you're like wait it just blew a hole through afra and then she like falls dead on the 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 um, thing podium whatever center altar there we go altar altar yeah that's the word i was looking for um and then like the spark like lights up around her and like goes inside her and then she gets up again and she's like i am the spark eternal ah, and you're like what is happening and now afra is bananas um afra is always fun yes it, like, yeah it's it's a fun book 
and the people are chaos. written so well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of chaos too. Yeah. And at one point I think Domina is like, well, you know, she's not answering my messages or something. So she either found the thing or she's dead or she betrayed me. So Bausch, go find her. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing more Bausch and Bausch crew. Cause I really like the whole Yubi's crew. Uh, yes. Yeah. Since that war of the bounty hunters one shot. Uh, then I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be popping up in future stuff. All right. The bounty hunter stuff. <laughs> One, Bosk is growing his legs back, <laughs> uh, which is great times. Um, there's, they think Valance is dead. So they're like all kind of like mourning Valance and all this stuff. And then like also Losha, who's Tonga's wife or girlfriend or whatever is like, adjusting to this new life as a bounty hunter you know and tonga's like i never wanted this for you and losha is like this is actually kind of fun like how can i go back to farming um and now that valance is dead they have no idea how they're going to find the air because like they were sort of tasked with finding the air and protecting them so they could stop all the fighting on corellia because if the air is found then the unbroken clan and the mourner's whale can unite and they won't have to be at war constantly um much like a high republic book i read <clears throat> but they don't know where to start so zuckus is like i have an idea my best friend is like so good at hacking and they're like your best friend that tried to kill you in war of the bounty hunters <laughs> the issue for Laman zuckus that best friend uh, and he's like, yes, yes, small setback, but like, I'm confident I know where to find him. And if we can like subdue him, I can like get him to help us. And so they go and they find Forlom still in crazy murder spider mode. Uh, and they reclaim his head <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I will fix your body soon. Um, but I am rebuilding you. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Why am I just ahead? And he's like, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm glad you're back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, meanwhile, like they basically set Forlom to like search everything and hack into everything for any mention of, of this person. And they're able to find uh, that they were like in with the rebels for a second. But then they also find out that uh, like is Crimson Dawn searching for them as well. I think. And then General Vukora goes back and the like the leader of the Unbroken Clan is like, well, like I am the last of the line and blah, 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 blah. Like, so the thing ends with me and I am going to die soon. And then uh, Vukora is like, well, no, like we can still like, you know, we can still bring this. We have to take it like I've given everything to like and get super basically. Vukora kills the leader and becomes the new leader of the Unbroken Clan. And now, like, the only thing standing in Vukora's way is if the heir is found, like, they won't be the leader anymore. So, like, it becomes a hunt. Everybody's looking for the heir. Bosk continues to grow his legs back. Uh, Bosk is hanging out with his feet in Bacta at one point, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is super fun. Uh, Bosk and Ta Tasu has a lot of great dialogue because Tasu just likes killing everybody and is ultra mega violent. And Bosk is like, I like this guy. Um, 
the next issues are those stuff that like that I really like with the Vakora and the Losha stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm 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 a little bit behind on Bounty Hunters. I got to get caught up on that. But yeah. it sounds it sounds really good. That's that's like most of the gist of it. And like uh somewhere like Dengar and Deathstick sort of also are starting to search for them because they're mm-hmm. looking for the air as well. You know. Well, I guess not anymore. Like I think this is taking place while that they were like trying to find uh Cadelia. Mm-hmm. So like this was running kind of concurrently with that. But yeah, like the stuff with Vakora taking over is like the big like uh-oh. Here we go. And then also that they get Forlorn back at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like reclaiming Forlorn, which is the greatest stuff. So like all in all, the Crimson Empire stuff, I'm really digging. I like the, I, I still am not sure where and how far we're going to go. I really like Kira's motivations. And I like the idea that Kira knows like what's happening in the galaxy because she was like homies with Maul. Right. Um, you know, so like that whole idea of like a crime syndicate that's built to take down the Sith is kind of rad. Mm-hmm. So I just hope she yeah. has a good plan. I hope so, too. Yeah. And we'll kind of ignore what we know happens in the movies. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, oh, and another thing is like the the Crimson, the Crimson Rain series. It's mm-hmm. almost like bookended by the archivist. So the it's it's told as like a story, so it's mm-hmm. like this is her crimson rain story, or but so, the archivist is telling the story. So I have a I have a bit of a conspiracy theory that involves that. Okay, and if if you don't if you don't mind me bringing it up now, I do not. Okay, thank you. Um, I think that at some point, major parts of the story might have changed or shift changed or shifted. And it's because there are some things like, like you mentioned, um, the first four issues all start from the point of view of people watching a hollow recording of the archivist. Yeah. And she's talking about Kira. The fifth issue doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. And also the other thing is the fifth issue just suddenly out of nowhere mentions this mystery. And I say mystery, even though we know his name. But we don't see his face, this ISB right. person. And usually, Sewell is a bit more coordinated than that. Um, and then the other reason, and this is just more you know, my wishful thinking, but in some of the earliest promo art for this series, they had TIE Defenders. Oh, uh, those show up in the Vader comics, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there they do. But I, I thought that they that that meant they were going to be more of a plot point. And again, this okay. is just me I reading into something yeah, that yeah, I love yeah. seeing. So I, I just think there are some either inconsistencies or unanswered things that mm-hmm. makes me think there's something that was planned that we didn't get. There was another, um, if I remember correctly, like Iden Versio and Inferno Squad were on a few of the covers too. Mm-hmm. And they end yeah. up popping up very briefly, much later mm-hmm. on. I think, like right. in issues that were just released, very like more now. recent than yeah. yeah, closer to um yeah, Hidden Empire yeah, um, 
But yeah, I can totally see that, like, things moving around, especially with so many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. And Hidden Empire does, not to, not to spoil it, but it does start off with that hollow recording again. Yeah. And also, but like, it adds more. <laughs> like, it's the hollow recording, and it's like two shadowed figures going, like, uh huh. Okay. Right. Then what? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that those two were in the, you know, the previous versions of the hollow. Right, right. I think it was just like an unseen audience, you know, or right. presumably us, maybe. You know what I mean? But it was always like, it was always as if it was being viewed, but now yeah. there are like two shadowed viewers, <laughs> you know? <sighs> I, yeah, I, I've, I'm still caught up on the comics and a lot more has happened. You know, I think the stuff that I'm really having fun with right now is the bounty hunter stuff. And I'm the stuff that I might be most interested in, I think still might be the character of Sabe. Like in particular. To see like, yeah. where that's going. They've done some they've done some very interesting things with her as a character. Yeah, yeah. Um man. Uh like I I just love comics are fun. And there's always so much like goodness and like the bounty, like the, uh, every, uh, little series has their own writers and art. And I really like the bounty hunters art. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, was it Paolo Villanelli or something? I think so. Yeah. Uh, like it's consistently done like really amazing stuff. And I guess that's not fair. Cause he gets to draw Bosk and like Valance punching people nonstop. <laughs> and that's pretty hard not to nail. Um, Dr. Afra always, always an excellent time. I'm really loving this, uh, newer series. I think even more than the other series, like ever since Alyssa Wong took over, mm-hmm. like it's been, I mean, Afra was always like crazy and fun, but it just has like jumped up another level. I think. Yeah. Um, so super, super happy with the Dr. Afra series currently. Uh, Darth Vader is bananas and I am just like Ochi and Sabe are why I'm reading that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because like Ochi and Sabe Ochi is just fun and like Ochi belongs in a Dr. Afra series <laughs> yes um, I think yeah that's a yeah I think yeah so. the thing that makes Darth Vader even better is that it's not Afra it's it's Darth Vader and Ochi hanging out <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous and yeah, Sabe stuff. Star Wars, of course, is always like, it's nothing but mains. Um, what do you think? Uh, like, I, it's never been really addressed again. But I hope we ever get some sort of, I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it like a resolution. But it would be really nice to see uh, Lobot getting helped out. And maybe like it- if they could, if they could like help out his implants or whatever to reclaim his humanity again. That yeah, is, it wasn't. That would be cool. Didn't they use him in either um, the D, the Daniel Daniel Hills, was a older book or some of the Wendig snippets? He popped in. Yeah, there were some aftermath. Uh, what are they? Interludes. Mm-hmm. Interludes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and even some of the like from a certain point of view stories that they were like in. Um, but like I don't know. It never felt. Like it was enough to even, you know what I mean? Like it never felt like right. a, a, like he would talk, but it wasn't like, it didn't, it didn't feel like he I, had that personality. I am human. I have feelings. Yeah. Like as much um, as it was. Yeah. And with, with, with Sewell still writing the main series and 
and the Hidden Empire, it, it would be a great place for either one would be a great place for him to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And as much as he likes to like pick up those threads mm-hmm. again, I, I that's like one that I would love to see picked up. Right. If uh, he that, can bring Verla back, he yeah. can give Lobot his humanity yeah. back. Or, or, or Chanath Chan the Orphans. Yeah. I'm all for them. I totally forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. That's good stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, that's about it. So uh, Hidden Empire just started. I've picked up mm-hmm. the first couple issues. It's really cool so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a thing called Revelations, which is the... It's picking up like a lot of pieces. But I think I'm going to save that for Hidden Empire talk. I think I, I went through the first issue of Revelations. I think I just... it's. I think I'm going to need to sit down with the whole thing at once. Yeah, I, it's like it it ties up. It's like it's almost like a do you remember? Was it last year or two years ago? It was when they relaunched the series and they oh, had and that they had the th- Empire Ascendant. Yes. And it had a little yeah. Laffer story and a little Vader story and a little Shara Bay story and a little, you know, it's kind of right. like that. It, yeah, it tied them up. Yeah. Getting ready for phase two. Yeah, it was basically like a prologue into what we we're about to get. Right. You know, but this one, it was happening. I thought it, I thought this was going to be that. I thought we were going to like end everything and get ready to go into Jedi. Yeah. But it did not feel like that at all. And it sort of is happening in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I don't even know if like Hidden Empire is going to lead us up to that point. I don't know. Like. Um, it was they ran with the old one for four and a half, five years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. These series have been going on since 2020, so. But I mean, we're two years in already. You yeah, know what I mean? That's so, true. like, it, it. I don't know how long this is going to roll, but it could happen fairly yeah. soon. Like, we maybe we have like one more year of this. Maybe. Um, I'm but just yeah, glad we're, you know, because when they reset the canon, I always wanted more stories set between Empire and Jedi. So. Yeah, yeah. I was so I wasn't upset, but I was all like, "Oh man, here we go with like a million after a new hope stuff." Yeah, um, but I'm glad I'm happy now to see that, like, they really took that time and they did it. And then they're like, OK, now we're here mm-hmm. and I can't wait to get to that point where we're going to go. OK, now we're here and now we'll be in the like aftermath sort of era, New Republic stuff, because yeah. um, I'm hoping that's what's going to happen when they relaunch some of these series. They're going to just keep moving forward mm-hmm. uh, through the timeline, because I think that would be fun. I think that would be relevant and as especially as people as things like the mandalorian and ahsoka and like all that stuff starts picking up mm-hmm. i think it'll be really cool like you now have a little bit more of a firm idea of what fertile ground to dive into mm-hmm. you know and tying like you know i don't know if it was me i would be like tying aftermath stuff into all that and alphabet oh, squadron yeah. come on now yeah. bring some carson tiva in mm-hmm. you know i was watching uh Andor being like, where's da, da, ch, 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 Chasna Chaddock? <laughs> uh, good times, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll probably talk a Hidden Empire once that's all said and done. I'm, I'm down. But I had just, I knocked out a few podcasts and I've already started my phase two High Republic stuff. Okay. So very soon after this. We're going to start diving into that. It's going to be good times. Have you, I mean, I know you, have you done the books, the books already? Um, I've done Convergence and uh, the other book. Uh, Path of Deceit. Path of Deceit, yes. Okay. Yeah. Rad, rad. How are you feeling about phase two so far? 
I'm liking it. Um, it's not as easy to grasp as Phase One, uh, partially because, like, I think with, with Phase One we got a lot of art and background material. Yeah. Okay. And there's there's not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, which just when you're for me when I'm reading something and it's you know I don't know the characters in my mind sometimes they just tend to run together. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, oh yeah, this guy's a Twi'lek. This is the mm-hmm. Wookiee. She's got that little tiara thing. Um, you know, phase one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was able to match up people with images. Yeah. Phase two, it's it's a little bit more difficult. And you know, my my thing about going back to go forward was it didn't feel like there was there was enough mystery in phase one that I, I well, how did these things get this way? Um but with what we've gotten phase two the stories are compelling and like what the path is and how it turns into what it turns into yeah i think that's interesting yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing um you know how that happens uh, it it seems like some big things are happening and to i kind of wonder okay how are we going to forget a, a, about them in 150 years Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some things that I'm wondering how far we're gonna go with, for right. sure. Um, exactly. So, but yeah. at the same time, uh, it, I I don't want to rush this phase, but I am looking forward to phase three. Okay, that's fair. I so far, like, just even especially on those books you mentioned, mm-hmm. the characters are really well done. Um, yes, like yeah, particularly the main characters. Mm-hmm. Like in Convergence, there's like four main characters and they are all really good. And in Path of Deceit, like the main characters that you meet, they do a really good job of you getting to know them and fleshing them out and stuff like that. Like, and, you know, trying to see, you know, like where things are going to lead is super, super interesting for uh, for those things. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you are into that, listen to some future episodes because I got them coming. Trust <laughs> All right. Thank you, King Tom. Thanks, Sal. It's always a good time. Um, you know, uh, feel free to go back to to uh, uh, you know Weezer Hour or whatever's happening over there. <laughs> oh, uh, that that's always happening. Yeah, Weezer evening. <clears throat> I am going to start putting these things together, and boom, we got a podcast. Uh, one more time, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, Tom Chansky on social media and the Sith List every week. And then some Patreon shows. And you can check us out at therogerebels.com. Go uh, follow us on our socials at the Rogue Rebels, except on Twitter where we are Rogue Rebels fan. Ah, there's a puppy. Surprise puppy. Um, yeah. And we will catch you in the High Republic, I'm pretty sure. All right. Peace. Bye. Five star reviews. All right. Okay. <laughs>